Hello, everyone. I'm Sophia, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. We've got a great episode here for you all today. It is our second ever episode in our identity series where we explore the diverse student identities of Notre Dame students and how they can impact, challenge, and influence study abroad experiences. So today I am joined by Tim Jaklich, who is a 2020 Notre Dame graduate and studied abroad in Puebla, Mexico during the spring of his junior year. And as a gay student, Tim was a bit apprehensive at first about studying abroad in a foreign country, living with a host family, and learning about how this aspect of his identity is perceived in a country like Mexico and on a global scale in general. So today, Tim is here and he's going to share with us his experience from Puebla and how it actually ended up being so great that he applied for a Fulbright grant after graduation in Mexico. So I'm super excited to have Tim here to share his story. So let's go ahead and get started. I am currently here with Tim Jaklich on Zoom, who is uh, going to tell us all about his time in the Puebla program. So can you start off by kind of introducing yourself to our podcast listeners today, Tim? Yes, of course, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, so, so my name is Tim. Um, I am originally from the Chicago suburbs. I graduated from Notre Dame in uh, 2020. Uh, I studied political science and lived in O'Neill. And um, now uh, in, in, in the post-ND life, it's been a bit tumultuous for me. Uh, I was supposed to be in Mexico City doing a Fulbright grant uh, that regrettably was, was canceled. But uh, in the meantime, I've been working for um, Albright Stonebridge Group, which is a DC-based uh, international strategic advisory firm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us. We have actually never had a student who did the Puebla program on this podcast. So I'm going to start by asking you a couple of questions about that. What can you tell us about it? I know you lived with host families, correct? Yes, that is right. And and I am happy to represent the Puebla program. It's very dear to my heart. Uh, so yeah, so I studied in Puebla, Mexico. For those who don't know, it's in uh, it's a city in South Central Mexico, about two hours from Mexico City, about 3 million people. Um, and it was just the perfect place to, to spend my, my spring semester of junior year. Um, so yes, I, I, so everyone who participates in the Puebla program stays with a host family um, matched by our wonderful program coordinator, Lisette. And it's really a, a full immersion program. It's, it's truly an opportunity to live with a Mexican family and experience Mexico through their eyes and through their daily experiences, which is a really wonderful privilege. Wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds so cool. So in terms of the cultural aspect, that's amazing that you got to stay with those families and really be immersed in the culture. And in terms of academics, can you tell us a little bit more about the classes that you took, uh, what subjects they were, were they taught in English? Of course. So I took classes at two different universities. Um, and I, being a political science major, I took uh, mostly political science courses, which were taught in Spanish, which was an interesting experience for me. Wow. You know, doing, I was doing five classes in Spanish and I was learning as I went. And so I definitely understood 
uh, more of what the professor was saying at the end of the semester than I did at the beginning. But, uh, but I also had the, the great opportunity to take a class. I took a class on Mexican history, and I also took a class on Mexican cinema, um, which uh, was truly one of my favorite parts of the program, yeah. to be able to understand this, this country through the art uh, and, and the films that, it, that, that uh, Mexicans have created. Absolutely. That sounds so cool. So did you know Spanish pretty well? What, what was your Spanish level before going into it? Sure. So I was, uh, I was okay at Spanish prior, but um, what I quickly realized was that the Spanish that you learn from a textbook is not always the same as the Spanish that will be used on the ground, particularly in terms of you know, Mexican slang, um, but the Pueblo program was truly immersive. And I, I mean, I learned it so quickly and I'm so thankful for that now. Good, I'm so glad you said that because I know we have a lot of students that are apprehensive about going to study abroad in a different country that they don't know the language of. So that's great that you're able to reassure. And of that, course. Oh, learn so much. Do you have like, I don't know, maybe a favorite story or experience that you would be willing to share with us about your time in Puebla? So, okay, so there's, I was thinking about this. There's so many things that were just so wonderful. Um, so many things that were just daily occurrences. Uh, for me, I loved my host mom. And not only was the food that she cooked just astonishing, it's so good, but it's also just so lovely to get to know her and speak with her every day. And, and, and you know, I had a buddy that in, in my host mom who could talk me through, you know, when I had trouble getting on the the uh, the bus and using the the bus card properly. She'd be like, "Okay, tranquila, it'll be okay." So, um, so that I think was was uh, just those those daily experiences were, were really wonderful. And and obviously, we took a bunch of uh, exciting trips that that um, really gave a great exposure to what Mexico is like. That's awesome. What what were these trips that you took? What were those like? Right. So most of those were school sponsored. So we visited Mexico City. We visited uh, Guanajuato, which is a, a city in central Mexico, one of the most beautiful cities that I've ever been. We went to a, a crazy camping weekend in Veracruz and did a uh, took a, like a, a horseback ride through the mountains. It was it was amazing. And and I think that the thing that I really appreciated about the about the Puebla program is that. Puebla is not really a tourist town okay. and so the I mean the cultural immersion that we had was truly uh, fully authentic I mean it was it was um, not it did not at any point feel you know like we were you know in a made for tourists kind of situation it was no this is just the grandeur of this you know colonial uh, Spanish city um, architecture wise of course. That's awesome and clearly you loved it enough to apply for a Fulbright position there. Yes which is awesome. That's so cool. I'm sorry it got canceled. Yes, very disappointing, but, but you know, thankful for the experiences nonetheless. Yeah, so I, I love hearing how you got to like connect with your host family and everything because that's some, not something I got to do because I was in London, so we were like in a dorm. Um, sure. But I enjoy kind of connecting with the students that were there when I studied abroad. Did you have any like um, community building experiences or anything to get to know kind of the other Notre Dame students that were there? Or were there students from other universities there too? Yes. So there's a great Notre Dame community there. It's, it's a smaller program. And so you really get to know each other and you go on trips together. So I, I, I have good friends from that. Um, but then I also did get to meet a, a 
great range of, of other students. There was a kind of a fun little, like I, I call it embassy row, uh, but it was, you know, there were Australians and there were Germans and French and Belgians and you, you, you kind of knew each other because you're all the international students. Mm -hmm. um, but then what I truly uh, was really thankful for was the opportunity to um, make friends with Mexican students and hear how they think about the world. Um, in, in most of my classes, I was the only American in the room. Wow. And so, you know, to, to speak with them, to get to know them, and, and, and particularly how they think about the um, important, you know, international issues that we were discussing was a wonderful privilege. Um, and then uh, on another of our trips, we took a, a Easter break trip to Guatemala with Lisette, um, who was our program co coordinator, um, a native uh, Guatemalan herself. And we uh, hung out with her family. And it was just such a great way to experience the country to, you know, hear from, um, you know, her nephews about what it's like growing up there, what they think about, you know, the world and the United States. It, I mean, that, that was just far and away my, my favorite part of, of the semester. Yeah, that is so cool. So you didn't only get to see like Mexican culture, but kind of like a couple other countries too and all around. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I guess kind of switching gears a little bit, but I know that you're, you identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So mm -hmm. we kind of want to talk a little bit about identities in this episode and kind of how do you think that that identity kind of influenced your time abroad, if at all, or even the preparation for abroad? Of course, yes. Yeah. So I, I do. I am gay, um, and I should say that you know the LGBT community is 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 very diverse, and I think that the challenges that you know gay people face are very different from you know what trans uh, students would face studying abroad. So um, I'll you know I'll speak to my experience and say that yes, I mean there is there is a concern, um, and I was a bit concerned um, going to a country that. I knew is, is, you know, on average, somewhat less tolerant, or I suppose that was my perception, somewhat less tolerant. Um, and I was concerned about to what extent can I be open about my identity, to what extent, uh, and, and to whom can I be open about my identity. Um, and so these were all things that I, you know, thought about, but, but um, I ended up, so, so, I, I felt very well supported by um, by Notre Dame International and by my host family, and ultimately my my um, you know LGBT identity ended up being uh, interestingly more of a benefit than it was in any way um, you know a point of concern. That's awesome. That's great. So I know you said that you were like concerned with the way that they perceived LGBT community in Mexico. Did you find that that concern of yours was 100% was correct? Or was there anything that you experienced that was different from what you had expected? Sure. So I think that there are different attitudes um, about those issues than in the United States. I think that, you know, and, and of course, it's, it's hard to paint with broad strokes, you know, the average Mexican, but uh, I did encounter, you know, somewhat more traditional views about um, you know, LGBT people, uh, about you know, gender um, roles uh, than you would find in, in, in the United States. And so, you know, I did encounter some, um, you know, LGBT Mexicans who, who, you know, told me stories about, you know, they weren't fully out to their families because of the attitudes. Um, what I will say is I, um, so I was concerned about, you know, my own experience of Mexico because of this. Um, and I actually, I went and chatted with um, Rafael, um, who is the uh, assistant 
director for um, Latin American programs uh, with NDI and told him about my concerns. And he and uh, Lisette, uh, the, the program coordinator, um, actually set me up with a very, with the perfect uh, host host family. Um, so a mother um, and, and her daughter, and the daughter um, was my host sister, um, is a lesbian. So she, um, you know, this, this family, you know, had already had an experience of yeah. LGBT, um, you know, identities in Mexico. And so was the, it was the perfect fit. And so, I mean, right from the outset, I felt very well taken care of by, um, by Notre Dame International, but then also by my host family. So that made the experience that much easier. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Wow, that's great that they were able to set you up with a very understanding host family. That sounds like you had some great experiences with the host family as well. So that's awesome to hear. One of my questions was going to be what kind of challenges, if any, did you face because of your identity in Puebla? It sounds like you had a great experience. So would you have, would you say you had any like challenges or anything? Sure. So uh, you know what? I think in my particular case, I didn't have um, any, any challenges related to um, my being gay. Again, I would say for the LGBT community more broadly, I think it is a consideration, um, especially when you think about you know, how you present your identity, um, you know, openly, uh, outwardly, and thinking about, okay, what are the, con what are the ways in which that will per be perceived in the, the places um, that, I, that I'm planning to go. And so just being cautious about that, being informed about, you know, the situations that you'll um, encounter, I think that's, uh, you know, important. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes perfectly well into my next question that I was going to ask about any advice that you may have to any other students in this same LGBTQ community that might be a little apprehensive about going abroad because maybe they had similar perceptions like you did before about how they'd be perceived. So would you have any advice to give to mm -hmm. them? Of course. So I think that the most important piece of that is, is research, knowing the country that you're headed towards and being frank with your program staff. So there, there are some countries where, you know, it, it, their LGBT populations are you know, frequently targeted for, you know, crime or violence. And so you do want to be very careful about that. And I mean, it may be, you may receive the advice from Notre Dame International that, you know, based on your concerns, it may not be advisable for you to um, go to this particular program, in which case I'm sure they would be willing to help you find a more suitable program. In my case, um, my, my, the advice that I got from NDI, from my program coordinator, helped me to be better informed about the country context I was headed into um, and how you know, it, would, it would affect uh, me being a gay man. And that was, I think, all I needed to, to have a successful experience. So I think it's about being forthright um, with you know your the, the staff that's that's going to be responsible for you but then also doing your research to make sure you're going to be in a good place yeah that's awesome that's great advice I'm sure a lot of kids listening to this right now will definitely benefit from hearing you say that and also just hearing how much your knowledge about your own identity has grown in a global context with leaving America for a couple of months and seeing what it's like. So how do you think that studying abroad, specifically in Puebla, helped you understand your identity in a more global context? Sure. So one thing that I would just mention, I, I mentioned, so I, you know, I was worried about the challenges that my, my LGBT identity would pose. Um, but I also, uh, I ended up finding some, some actual uh, great you know, benefits in that um, being in Mexico. And that was particularly related to um, my Mexican cinema class. So we, we watched a number of films 
that were related to LGBT identities in Mexico. And so it was such a wonderful experience for me to be able to understand, you know, LGBT issues in a foreign cultural context, compare that to my experience. And I ended up doing a final project for that class on um, LGBT, uh, the LGBT experience in Mexico. And so that experience, I think, um, you know, ended up being a, a positive thing for me to be able to kind of, you know, meet uh, LGBT Mexicans and, and, and hear about their experience. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's so awesome. Um, so I guess my next question is how in other contexts has your experience studying abroad kind of broadened your horizons both academically or culturally um, or career-wise? Yeah, so I think of my time in Puebla as the single most important thing I did um, for my professional future. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience. So this, this, you know, I am now headed into the international affairs space uh, with a particular focus in Latin America and my on the ground experience uh, in the region, my Spanish proficiency is just so invaluable to that, um, to that work uh, and, and give me a kind of credibility to, to say, you know, when I talk about Mexican politics, to give a, you know, example from, you know, when I was, when I was living there, lived through an election um, in, in, in the state of Puebla. Um, but then I also think even for those who aren't necessarily interested in a, a global career or an international affairs career, the benefits of studying abroad are just innumerable. It's, it's, it's a great experience to learn about yourself, to learn about the world, but then it also gives you something to talk about in, in uh, I guess, just or, or, um, supporting yourself as a um, someone capable of engaging across cultures to solve problems. So until you've been uh, in a group project experience with students from another country, particularly if you're speaking in a language that is not your native tongue, I, I don't think you'll really understand what it means to work across cultures and solve problems, which again, in a globalized world is, is such an important skill, regardless of the career that you're going to be doing. And so I... You know, I, I, I am such a uh, proponent of studying abroad. Um, I certainly can vouch for the Puebla program, but truly any experience that you have to live abroad and experience another culture and, and thereby, you know, inform your understanding of the world and, and of the United States um, will just make your Notre Dame experience that much richer. Absolutely. That was so well said. I literally could not have said it better myself. And I'm so glad that we had you on the podcast to talk about that. Because that's kind of the whole goal of the podcast is to get different kids saying what study abroad meant to them and what other kids can take out of it. So that was so great. Um, so that was my last question. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and sharing all your stories and, and your thoughts and everything. Thank you so much. Uh, pleasure to be here and, and people should go to Puebla. <laughs> Well, through that interview, it was just so evident to me Tim's passion for study abroad and his time in Puebla. I hope that you all could kind of also hear that passion of his just through listening. I think that he had so many great experiences in Puebla, and he really serves as an inspiration to so many students who may have apprehensions about their own identities being perceived on a global scale and maybe being concerned that study abroad really isn't for them. But I'm so glad that we could hear Tim's amazing story 
of how this once kind of scary program for him turned out to be something so amazing and educational. So I hope that you all join us next week as we continue to explore the many opportunities abroad and as always delve beyond study abroad.